Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel Rahmanirrahim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel afuvul kerim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke tevafis selimi ve teşfis sakim. Allahümme Rabbena lekel hamdü li enneke entel rabbul arşil azim. Neşhedü en la ilahe illa ente el rabbul vahidul azizul hakim. ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله إبا عظيم من لدن جواد رحيم أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله عز وجل وخير الهدي هدي رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا يقول الله عز وجل بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورديت لكم الإسلام دينا صدق الله العظيم all praises due to Allah whose grace is continuously received. All praises due to Allah of whom true praise cannot possibly be achieved. The one whose light leaves all distress relieved. The one whose comfort renders grief bereaved. The one whose love leaves us eternally reprieved. And all peace and blessings upon the Messenger wasallam. Peace be upon him in, whose we, in whom we have always believed, whose example allows true guidance received. At this time, it actually was Friday uh, on the day of Arafah, which was on Tuesday. The Messenger وسلم, gave the final sermon, Hajjat al Wada' and the Khutbat al Wada', the final sermon. It was a Friday, it was Yom Arafah on a Friday. And I think it behooves us to reflect over that sermon because the universality of that message was truly divine. So he addressed the people. He didn't say, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu. He didn't say, Ya, ya ma'ashar al-ansar. Ya ma'ashar al-muhajirin. He, he, he said, alayhi salam, he began, ayyuhal nas. Right? O people. And I think it's, it behooves us to reflect over the final sermon of the Messenger, sallallahu since it's around this time over 1400 years ago. The Messenger, sallallahu he said, O people, Ya ayyuhal nas. Ayyuhal nas. He didn't say, he said, Ayyuhannas. He only said Ayyuhannas seven times in his, in his ministry. So this was a universal message to everybody, not just the, 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 the believers. He said, lend me an attentive ear, for I know not whether after this year I shall ever be amongst you again. Therefore, listen carefully to what I'm saying and take these words to those who could not be present here today. So his message was serious enough that he said, whoever is not here, Pass the message along, and, and Alhamdulillah, as we can see, from we we are from areas of the world that did not have Muslims there. Not me, not you, right? I was just recently in Egypt, and I I was blessed to pray uh, two rakah in the Masjid of Abdul Nas, Anhu, the first Masjid in Africa. My ancestors were Coptic Christians. I'm almost certain of that. And if it wasn't for Allah Azza first, and I would not be here today. Okay, so the message of the messenger of the message of the message system has definitely passed along. They fulfilled this. And I just wanted to snippets because the whole sermon is innumerable lessons and we just want to kind of reflect over some of them today. So he said, oh, oh people, as you regard this month and this day and this city as sacred, then regard the life and property of every Muslim as a sacred trust. Right? The, the sanctity of life that the Messenger made sure to link to Arafah in the, on the 10th day of, 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 of the Hajjah in the month and in, in the city of Mecca 
that is sacred, then the life and property of every Muslim is also sacred. And by extension, the life of, of, of every human being, right? And how far have we as a people, as an ummah, and as a humanity, how far have we gone from that message? How do we, I mean, just look at the, the, the number of mass shootings we have. What kind of disregard of human life do we as human beings have? When the messenger says him, tell us, the first message he said was, just as this time is sacred, the life and property of your brothers, and by extension, your humanity is sacred. That the nafs, the self, the human, the life that Allah made sacred. You know, you know, it's very funny. I listened to an atheist talk about um, the murder hornets, which are quite frightening, actually, from Asia. They're, they're the Asian hornets. What they do is they go into a, a, a hive, they decapitate the bee, they turn it into a ball to feed their young, the murder hornet. Well, it's, it's, then he says, the bees then start shaking to literally cook the murder hornet in the hive, to cook the murder hornet to death. That's their defense, right? And so he's like, so are these bees going to be, uh, are they committing murder? I'm talking about you know the people who believe in God. Is this are they going to go to hell because they're they're cooking the people? And you you just, you listen to something like that, and you're like, like are you stupid? Like this is very smart. I mean, he was actually a former Muslim. His his, his name is Jenk, Jenk Unger. He's Turkish. I'm sure his ancestors were Muslims. And like, are you like he's stupid, bro? Are you do you think that the life of a of a bee is the same as the life of a of a of a human being of a, of a little boy? Like, are you equating the two? But you look at it from a, from a purely utilitarian life and death thing. Yeah, what's the difference? If I, I was just reading a headline that insects can feel and have joy and pain, they're asking, do they have rights? So where does the notion of the sanctity of human life come from? It comes from Allah Azza wa Jalla. It's from, from the fitness. Not from, it's not from science. Human, the cell, the human cell, is like a plant cell, is like an insect cell. Cell is a cell. What makes the human cell sa sacred and sanctified is Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is the one that made it sacred. So the Messenger of Islam is, 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 is um, emphasizing the point of the sanctity of human life, right? And how far have we gone beyond that? He says, return goods entrusted to you to their, to their rightful owners. Hurt no one so that they, no one may hurt you. Remember that you will indeed meet your, meet your Lord and that he will indeed reckon your, 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 your deeds. Truly, truly, if you know that you will be, that we know, if we know that we will be asked about what we do, wallahi, we would never do anything wrong. If we really took it to heart. Like one time someone told me, he was waiting in a restaurant, this is, the, this is in Egypt. We waited for us for like 10, 10 minutes to pay the bill. It's chaos. People are going left and right. No one's paying attention. My friend is waiting to pay the bill. And he, 10 minutes go by. So he goes up to the manager and says, he says, Wallahi, if I wasn't afraid of being judged by Allah, I could have walked right out. I mean, he had the bill in his hand. And the door was right there. He could have walked right out. No one would have paid attention. But he, but he refused to do that. Why? Because he knows that that money, that that, that, that dinner that they had would be haram. And then if we put haram food in our, in, 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 our, in our stomach, I mean, Abu Bakr threw up. He made himself throw up. 
because he was afraid that the food he ate may have been haram. So he told the manager, he said, oh, I'm so sorry. So if we know that we know that Allah is watching, if we know that Allah is going to take us to task, we don't need police. We don't need police. I don't need to be worried about a ticket because I know that I'm going to be asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Quran says in Surah Al-Kahf, وَيْلٌ مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا That they look at the book of her deeds like, oh my God, nothing's left out. Everything is there. Everything we've done is there. Not a single thing is left out. And then not only that, when we say no, I didn't do that. Our hands and our eyes and our legs and our ears are going to testify against us. We're going to be betrayed on the Day of Judgment by not anybody else, by our own hands. Ya Allah, I didn't want to do that, but He made me. Ya Allah, I didn't want to go to the club, but He made me. Ya Allah, I didn't want to download that thing, but He made me. Don't blame me. He made me do that, Ya Allah. Our own hands. What are you going to say? You're going to say, no, no, I didn't do it? It was hilarious. I was listening to, there was a young, I think he was Muslim in France, who was shot by the, by the, by the, by the police, right? And there's riots all over, all over France now. I, I heard the interview with the, the lawyer. The, the video was clear. The police officer said, I can't, I said, coop, coop. I'm, sorry, I'm not sure what that means. Then he says, Depistua, hurry up. Tu vas prendre la bague dans la tête. You are going to have a bullet in, the, in, your, in your head. That was on the video. It was clear as day. And his lawyer said, I didn't hear that. Like, like they confronted the lawyer. Look at the video. And they had the translation. You're going to get a bullet in your head. And the lawyer's like, that's not what I heard. Are you serious? That's not going to happen in day judgment. Right? There's not going to be a little lawyer telling you, well, yeah, Allah, that's not what I heard. Come on. So, this, again, these lessons, if we really understand that we're going to be taken to task, nobody needs to police us. I'm afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, and then he talks about usury, and then subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks about usury, and then he says the first person whose usury is waived is Al-Abbas, my uncle. Right? Because you know how it's for you, but not for me? What applies to you doesn't, doesn't apply to me? No, our messenger says the first one whose riba is waived is the riba of Al-Abbas, my uncle. My uncle. How many of our leaders today say, well, the rules apply to you all, but not to me. You know, I'm special. The messenger began with his own family. The Battle of Badr. When they said menu batters, when they when they brought their big their big wigs, three of the Ansar came out. And they're like, Who are you guys? No, no, no. We want people like us. Who did he send out? His own family. He sent Ali ibn Abi Talib. He sent and then he sent Al Rabia ibn ibn al Harith. And he sent Hamza ibn Abi ibn ibn Abu uh, Abi Talib. Or Ibn Abdul Muttalib. His own family to be to to potentially be killed. And one one, two, three. And Al-Harith, his, his cousin, was killed after killing the, 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 you know, the Mushrikeen, but his, his cousin ended up dying. His own family. So even the, even the Eid, Eid al-Adha, think about it. We said this the other day, that this is, this is a religion. I mean, the Messenger is the center of our, of our deen, right? He's the center of everything. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah But this entire Eid al-Adha and the Hajj and everything you do and all the things we do are what about Ibrahim Ibrahim, not him. Nothing to do with him at all. Everything to do with Ibrahim alayhi salam. 
if you were going to make up a religion and you be the center, would you make a holiday about someone else? Would you make a holiday about Jesus? No, you make a holiday about you. If this is truly, you're making this up, this is all about Ibrahim alayhi salam. Just, just, just so many other things. So then he talks about um, every right arising, uh, uh, arising out of homicide in the, in the days of Jahiliyyah is henceforth waived. And the first right I shall wave is that the murder of Rabia ibn al-Ibn al-Harith, again, his, his relative, his family member, right? Then he talks about how they tampered with the calendar. So you know what they used to do? They used to say, so, you know, you have three months, sacred months in a row that you can't fight. It was the qiada the hijjah Muharram, three months. And the Arabs lived on raiding. That is their mode of income, is raiding each other. So what they would do is say, three, three months is a long time, right? So... Instead of Muharram, we're going to make this suffer. So we're going to switch. It's called an nasi The Quran talks about it. So actually, it's not Muharram, it's suffer. So then go and they raid and kill and pillage and, and, make, and, and make money. And the next month will be Muharram. So they, they just messed up the whole calendar. And it turned out that the calendar became right again at the end of the Prophet's life. And he said, this is waived. You can't, you can't do that. Then he talks about our wives. Treat them well. Treat them kind. They have rights over you like you have rights over them. And then, um, again, he says, listen to me in earnest. Worship Allah. Say your five daily prayers. Fast during the month of Ramadan. Give your wealth and zakat and perform hajj if you can afford it. I was recently in the Middle East. SubhanAllah, how many young, young people. We were at the, in the Masjid of Muhammad Ali Basha, right? The modern, uh, founder of modern Egypt. An Ottoman, Albanian, Ottoman governor. He built this masjid where Malcolm X, right? Had that, had that, had that picture where he's making me some salah. The duhr is there. Two young kids are sitting outside just looking at their phone. And the line of people praying in the masjid, the masjid, if you've been there, is humongous. It's huge. And the line of people praying duhr, it's not even, it's one little carpet. Few people, including me. What? And they're standing outside. How many people? Someone said, yeah, make dua for me because you know, you, you're a man who prays. And you don't pray. I, don't know, I didn't say that, but you don't pray. I mean, prayer, I mean, it, you, you think about it, you want Allah, we want you, we want Allah to give us what we want. Right? I want Allah to give me what I want. If you want something, I mean, it's not the way we, I want to worship, or we should worship, we should, we're not uh, transactional, but think about it from a transactional perspective, if that's the lowest level, you want something from somebody, you, you're just going to ask, 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 and give nothing in return? No human's going to like that, right? Not even our parents. If I, if I give everything and then it, I, they ask me, Habibi, go give me a cup of tea. Why? What's going to happen? Right? Everything I do for you, you can't even give me a cup of tea? But Allah gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And all he asks is 25 minutes in a day? I mean, if you have the best salah with all the dhikr and everything and reading and stuff, it's five minutes at one time, 25 minutes in an entire day. Take out eight hours of sleep. Sixteen hours in a day. Allah is asking for five minutes. He's not saying nawafil or qiyam. That's that's on us. Is that a big deal? So many, so many don't. And, we, and salah should be. That's the first thing he says. Worship Allah. Say the prayers. Pray. Salah should be the load-bearing wall. I've said this before. The load-bearing wall of our lives. When you remodel a home. First thing they do is they look at the, the plans. Which walls are the load-bearing walls? 
Because if you break the load-bearing wall, the entire edifice falls. So you notice in the basement, they have all these things. They encase, they encase the, the, the pillars because that's what's holding the house up. They can't take those pillars out without putting a beam instead. If you want to remodel, you, you have to put a beam. Salah should be the road-bearing wall of our life. Everything is around it. Now I'll fit it in when I get some time. But how, okay, my day here, I'm working. I'm planning my day. Okay, how am I going to make the salah? It's the load-bearing wall of our life. How am I going to, how am I going to make jama'ah? This, this is the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your grace. When I came here 10 years ago, I asked them, can I leave early on Friday? Come, come in early and leave for an hour of prayer? They're like, no. No, we're paying you to be in the ICU. What am I going to do? Am I going to just not pray jama'ah for weeks and weeks and weeks on end? Allah bless me with you guys. And now look at this. Alhamdulillah. When, when, you, when we find the way, when we want to make the way, Allah makes opens the door. When you take one step towards Allah, Allah takes two steps towards you. When you walk toward Allah, Allah runs towards you. We have to make that step. We have to take that step. Then Allah opens it, meets us more than halfway. That has to be our attitude about, especially salah. And of course, zikah and siyam. And, you know, fasting is very difficult for me. And alhamdulillah, you know, Ramadan is very difficult. But, you know, if you can fast, do it. But at the very, I mean, extra I'm talking about. But at the very least, salah has to be a non-negotiable. It has to be non-negotiable in our in our lives, and it just blows me away when you look at the vast majority of, of the Muslim world. The masajid in the salat, not even, not even. Where is everybody else? Where is everybody else? That's where you meet God and talk to Him and tell Him what you want and ask Him and make that connection. Have that salah. Salah comes from the Arabic word salah, which means connection, relationship. That's where we have our primary connection. We talk to God five days a week. And you know what? Those who are not Muslim, they look at us and they're like, I admire you. Five times a day you stop everything what you do and you pray. Maybe they resent you for it. But because they don't have that connection with God like we do. Well, now they're talking about mindfulness and meditation and my motive. I meditate every day. We've been having that for 15 centuries. 15 centuries we've been having mindfulness. They call it now mindfulness. We have salah. Salah, the ultimate mindfulness. You're in the, the, the divine presence. Come on. And then they now, it's, it's, I get a financial newsletter and they talk about the Gen Zer and the sober curious, how popular it is. And these companies that are making non-alcoholic drinks. The sober curious move is a big deal now with Gen Z. Now they're, they're coming along. They're finally coming to us. They're finally realizing how poisonous alcohol is. And it's not out of religion, out of health and wellness and everything. And subhanAllah, they're coming to us and we're going to them and we're the one drinking. To the point that you go to a, an, an all-inclusive in a Muslim country and they have to ask you, without alcohol? What? Yeah, we have to make sure. What? Without, without, without alcohol, right? Or you have to tell them, have a pina colada, but without, without alcohol. You have to make sure there's a Muslim, a Muslim serving you. And they're the ones saying, sober curious is great. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Like, we've had this truth. The, the people are finally realizing we have the truth, and we're the ones running away. And then, all mankind is from Adam and Eve. You know, we always talk about this. An Arab has no superiority over a non-Arab. Or a non-Arab has any superiority over an Arab. 
neither white white over black or black over white. Illa taqwa except with piety and good action. Learn that every Muslim is a brother to every Muslim and that all Muslims constitute one brotherhood. Nothing shall be Ill, uh, legitimate to a Muslim which belongs to a fellow Muslim unless it was given freely and willingly. This is something we struggle with every day. Racism, you guys, is satanic. We have to recognize that. And if we have it in our heart, and every one of us may struggle with bias, we all have biases, we have to know it is satanic. That's the first thing Satan said. Even before, not with lack of, before it was, minhu. when Allah talks about, when Allah says, bow to Adam, he said, no, why should I bow to Adam? Why? He said, minhu. I am better than him. You created me of fire, and you made him of mud. It's not befitting for me to make sujood to what you, your mud, your mud blood. Like they said in Harry Potter. The mud blood. Why am I going to bow to the mud blood? That's satanic. That arrogance is satanic. We have to be careful. Very careful. The fact that I speak Arabic, wallahi, when I was a kid, I would stand in salah. I have no idea what the imam is saying. No clue. 100%. Allah gave me the Arabic tongue. I had no idea. There's no fact that I can speak Arabic doesn't make me any better or anything else. Zero. We have to put that and internalize that. And if we have those biases, we have to check ourselves and ask Allah for forgiveness and have Allah to help us overcome those biases. There's no difference. The fact that I, I can't choose where I'm, where I'm from. I may, be, I may be grateful of my ancestry. Nothing wrong with that. The Prophet ﷺ divided the Sahaba marching to Mecca by tribe. He didn't mix them all together, no. He divided them by tribe. Banu Salim and Banu this and Banu that and the Muhajirin and the Ansar who were the bulk were from Quraysh. He did. There's nothing wrong with being grateful and, th and thankful and proud of your heritage. You know, you know, when you, when you go to the Middle East, you go to Muslim countries, you have masajid that are built in 1200, 900. You, know, you have an Azhar University that was built. And, the, and with all respect to anybody with British interest, the British are proud of the little rocks in a circle. And people go and they have buses to the Stonehenge. I went there. The rocks in a circle. And we're like, oh, wow. And they go, while they're proud of the rocks in a circle, we have pieces of wood in a masjid that's older than America. At the same time as they put those rocks in a circle, the ancient Egyptians and the Indus Valley and the, and the Mesopotamians were writing laws and, and writing down and building temples and the pyramids and doing everything like that where they're proud of, they're proud of the rocks. We have to have, I mean, we in the West, me as an American, we have to have a little bit of humility. Now, when I prayed masjid in uh, Jum'ah, Allah, alhamdulillah, bless me, in an Azhar University, this masjid was, was formed, built in 900 by Shia, by the way, subhanAllah, and three times as old as my country. We have a little bit of humility here in the West, okay? So that, 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 that civilization, nothing to be, nothing wrong with being grateful for that, being grateful, and then, but not feel, oh, I'm better than anybody. I'm just saying. You're, we the West and we're the legacy of, of the Europeans have a little bit more a little bit more humility. We have to be careful. Again, Allah, the Prophet re reiterated, he reiterated, um, remember one day you will meet Allah and answer your deeds. So beware, do not be astray from the path of righteousness after I'm gone. You will meet Allah. Again, he's reminding us, we will meet Allah. Then and, and then he says, uh Shaitan, he talks about Shaitan. Beware of Shaitan for the safety of your of your of your religion. We we, we had a whole khutbah last time about about Shaitan. He has lost all hope that you will be able to lead you astray in big things. 
So beware of following him in small things, the little things. He said, I'm not going to make Muslims worship Hubal again. No, but what I'll do is I'll make Muslims spend, stay up all night praising the Prophet so they can miss their Fajr prayer. I'll make Muslims, I will make some Muslims fight so, to, so that they can distract the other Muslims in the masjid making zikr of Allah. We talked about Barsisa, that, 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 that Jewish, uh, that Jewish rabbi or, who slowly but surely from the beginning when, when he said, no, no, I don't want to take care of this woman, all the way till he made, he made zina with her and had a baby and killed her and her baby. And then when he was about to be crucified, he, Shaitan came and says, hey, deny Allah and I'll, and I'll get you out of this mess. And he said, he did. And then he took off and he died as a kafir. Beware of shaitan in the small things, the little things, the little, the step by step. Shaitan wants to boil us alive, like the frogs, that classic experiment. If you take a, bot, a, bot, a pot of hot water, boiling water, you take a frog, you put it in the boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put frogs in room temperature water and slowly boil it, they'll stay and be boiled to death and not realize it. And that's what shaitan does, little by little, small. Little by little, tells you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. Little by little, go, 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 until, it's, until you're, you're, I know, I have someone close to me. Little by little, little by little, he ends up in, zina, and he destroyed his family, destroyed everything. And he's now, he's like, how in the world did I do that? It's too late, it's too late. And now he's working on trying to get his relationship with Allah good, because his, his eternal life is what matters most. But before he, he's like, I don't, where, what happened? Slow, slow. Fadallahum in the Quran. About our father, Adam and Eve. Fadallahum Slow but sure. He, dalla, like the bucket in the well. He roped them slow with delusion. Little by little, little by little, little by little over time until they ate from the tree. That's too late. That's too late. They had forgiveness. But they, the consequence is done. Imagine how you'd feel living on earth the hard life when you were just in Jannah. And all you had to do was not eat from one tree. All of Jannah. And you... How hard could that be? Like you have the entire forest preserve and they said, don't go near that tree. I'm sure there's a sign that says, this is the tree you shouldn't go near. How hard could that be? Right? So, beware of shaitan. Shaitan, shaitan, wants to destroy your eternity. He has nothing to lose. He wants to destroy your eternity, not your dunya. He wants to have a wonderful dunya so you can destroy your eternity. He wants to destroy the, 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 the forever. He said, beware of shaitan. He's lost hope of the big things. Don't follow him in the small things. And you know what? The small things lead to big things. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم كل ذنب عظيم توبوا إلى الله الله يحب الثوابين ويحب المتطهرين واستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم بعد at the end the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said اللهم هل بلغت Oh Allah, be my witness that I have conveyed your message to your people. And they said, yes, you have. Allahumma hal balakht, did I convey the message? Because he knew this was the last. He, he lived 80, 80, 81 more days after the farewell Arafah. And he passed away. So he said, Allahumma hal balakht, 
Have I done my job? And then Allah revealed, Today I have perfected your religion and and perfected my favor upon you and I am pleased with Islam as your way, as your religion, as your path, your way. And in fact, a Jewish person told Umar ibn Khattab, if we had this ayah, we would make it a festival. What ayah is this? And he said, I remember when that was when that was revealed. And it is indeed a festival. Eid is a festival on the day of Arafah. Right? That ayah was 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 revealed after that. On that day. And going back to Shaitan, we talked about this last week. We didn't get to this. Shaitan, man, at the end of the day, at the end, the, the, we will conclude with this. When the Quran says, الْأَمْرُ, When it's over, the people in Jannah are in Jannah, people in Jahannam are in Jahannam, people are going to be blaming. I used to follow you. They used to watch, the Quran talks about the conversations. We used to follow you. I used to follow you on TikTok and YouTube. We used to listen to you. You'd be a big, big influencer. What are you, where are you now? He's like, where, who are you? We're all here. I have my own problems. So then they're going to say, oh, it's Shaitan's fault. It's Shaitan's fault. Shaitan's fault. How many, the devil made me do it. And ha, 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 ha. They're, they're laughing. The devil's going to come up and say, you know what? In the Indeed, Allah made you a promise of truth. And I made you a promise, but I broke my promise. I lied to you. I had no power over you. All I did was I invited you to do the sin and you, and you did it. All I said was download that. All I said was go there. All I said was look at that. All I said was drink this. All I said was smoke this. All I said was go with her or him. All I said was, oh, I did. Do you listen to me? I didn't, I didn't make you do it. Don't blame me. Blame yourselves. This is with Ibrahim. I am not, I don't listen to your cries and you can't listen to my cries. I reject your shirk with me in the past. There's two ways to interpret that verse. One is, I rejected Allah in the past, or I reject your shirk with me. What do you mean shirk with you? What are you talking about? We don't worship shaitan. No, no, no. When Allah says no, and shaitan says, there's a, there's a popular song in Israel that says, He's talking about, um, go ahead and play, boy. About, sh- about shaitan. He's saying you're sitting at home and you're and then Shaitan comes and says, It's a very popular song. People dance to it. Play! Go ahead, bro! Come on, man! So when Allah says no, and the Shaitan says, Go have fun. Go play. You're young. Yo, do tell them when you're old. Now is the... Sow the seeds. Have the seeds now. Have your fun now. And uh, who says you're going to live? It's when you're older, you can make Tauba. Have fun now, bro. Be good later. Then we're equating Shaitan with Allah. When Allah says no, Islam says, why not? And we say, okay. That's shirk, right? Because we're equating shaitan's command with the God's command. So he says, I have nothing to do with that. It's too late. It's too late in Jahannam. It's too late. That's the ultimate deception. That person hates shaitan, hates us, to the point that the, he, he said in the hadith, and here's the hope, in the hadith, in um, in the uh, uh, narrated by, I think, a Muslim named Ahmed, narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, Shaitan says to Allah, بِعِزَّتِكَ يَا رَبِّ By your might, O Lord, لَا أَبْرَحُ أَغْوِي عِبَادَكَ مَا دَامَتْ أَرْوَاحُهُمْ فِي أَجْسَادِهِمْ I'm not going to stop trying to, to misguide your servants so long as the souls are in their bodies. 
He's not going to stop even when we're dying. Even when we're dying, he's not going to stop. He went to Imam Ahmad and he told him, he said, You got away from me, man. I missed you. And he wanted him to say, Yes, because I'm Imam Ahmad. He wanted him to do that. And he says, Lay sabah. Not yet. Don't even think about it. And then, but here's, here's the hope. You know, you know what Allah said? He says, by my might and my majesty, I will never stop forgiving them so long as they ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness, Allah will forgive us. That's the hope. That's the hope of the story of Adam. That's the hope of, of, of the story of Abraham. That's the hope of everything. Allah will, will always turn to us forgiveness. We have to take that first step. As long as we ask for forgiveness, Allah will forgive us. So may Allah, may Allah forgive us. May Allah shower us with His forgiveness and His mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the, the uh, ability to rise above uh, the weaknesses we have as human beings to be the best believers possible. Ya Allah, on this sacred time, in this sacred month, on these sacred days, please shower upon us your blessing, your favor, your forgiveness, your barakah, your, 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 your blessing. Accept everything that we do for you. Ya Allah, make us the, the best we can be. Make us those when we are seen, you are remembered. Make us be shining lights on this earth. And, and reunite us with our messenger sallallahu in the highest of jannah rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab an-nar rabbana la tuzigh qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wa hab lana min ladunka rahma innaka antal wahhab allahumma aghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyi'atina tawaffana ma'al abrar wa ajalna min an-nar ya azizu ya ghaffar wa tkhilna fid dars al-a'la wa ahsunna ma'al nabiyyin wa siddiqin wa shuhada'i wa salihin wa hasna ulaika rafiqa ibadallah inna allaha ya'mur bil 'adl wal ihsan wa ita'i dhi al-qurba وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه يذكركم واستغفروه يغفر لكم واقيموا الصلاه